What's up, everybody? This is Wes Hoffman, and this is another episode of Wes Hoffman with Friends. This episode is with my friend Mike Kitko. He's an executive coach, motivational speaker, author, published author. He has a book out called um, The Imposter in Charge. Um, he's just a really good friend and coach. I've worked with him a lot, and um, I really enjoy him. I uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed recording it because it is really, really good. And we cover a lot of stuff and we really just jam. So um, we jam on a lot of different subjects and uh, it's really just uh, was a fantastic episode. So if you are interested in uh, checking out Mike's stuff, you can go to MikeKitco.com. Uh, it's in the liner notes. Make sure to check it out. And um, I would highly recommend um, reaching out to him and just following him on Facebook or Instagram uh, because I love all the stuff that he posts. So Thank you guys so much for listening. Hope you have an awesome day and enjoy this episode with Mike Kitko. All right, Mike, what's up, man? Hey Wes, it's good to be here, man. Thanks for having me down here. This is Dude. a great freaking place that we're that we're standing in. It, the energy is so high, and it just feels so good to be here. So thanks for letting me uh, even in the door. Dude, dude, I have been wanting to have you on this podcast for a long time. So um, I I really appreciate it, and I I just want to say I say this on a, every podcast. Like I just really appreciate you, man. Like I I uh, actually when I first. Uh, I, I don't think when I first met you, it's been like a couple of years ago now. It, it has, um, yeah. yeah. When I first met you, I didn't, um, it, it didn't have anything to do with you, but it had, I wasn't ready for you yet. <laughs> I just wasn't ready for like your, your energy and your attitude and the, some of the things that you say, you know what I mean? I don't feel like I was open to it. And then like over time, I especially like, um, you know, some of the things that you post on Facebook and everything like really started to hit me. And, um, I'm glad that we've connected now on, on a really deep level. And I'm just thankful to have you in my life. Well, well, me too, man. And I was driving down here today and I just thought how much I love you and I appreciate you and how much I, I just love being around you and I love being around your energy and your positivity. And, and just, you know, I went and saw your band and it's positive punk and man, that is, that is so powerful because there's so much, you know, and it's, it's cliche, but there's so much negativity in the world. Oh, totally. And and you are here to uplift other people. And I freaking love that for us and what you do for, for society and what you do for humanity because i've never i've I've talked to you we talked a lot right on and off but you know over over the years we've we've talked and i've never heard you once like tear anyone down or be critical of anyone even when there's something that's that's not 100 percent like at the highest level of, of comfort in your life, you're still really careful to not tear them down and to find a way to lift them up in some aspect. Yeah. It's, I, I, I think that's hard because in my mind, uh, I probably am, I am just a judgment. I'm not, I have actually like really practiced letting go of judgment, but like I am critical. (laughs) I think we all are right. Like, in some regard, but like, I, I guess at the same time, I understand that people are just where, where they are. And 
I'm where I'm at. That's that's the lesson that I'm learning the most right now is that I'm where I am and people are with, where they are and I can still love them regardless, like how we were just talking about before I hit yeah, record. We, 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 I think we jammed <laughs> for – so as soon as I walk – I've been here, I think, for an hour, and, and we just started the podcast. So, yeah, so yeah. we've been here a while, and it, it was it's amazing because I think I could just go home and take a, a nap now because it's like <laughs> it's like the energy level has been so high, and we've just been going at it. So it, it's amazing that – well, <laughs> I'd say for, for people that are listening, it, it, it sucks that you haven't heard the last – you know. <laughs> the, <laughs> Yeah, the, the, the time that we spend together, but uh, I think it's going to be powerful because I don't. If you've if you've never been around Wes, the guy is nothing but pure positive love, right? So, and and he and he said that 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 word that love, it, it, you know, and, and Wes, we we talk, and Wes knows that uh, love for me stands for letting others voluntarily evolve, right? And that's that judgment thing, and the only way we could ever ever like grow internally and out of judgmental to being judgmental assholes is to understand that all judgment that we have is something that we need to dive inside of ourselves and yeah. understand and and figure out why we expect the world to be a certain way and we we kind of tear down things internally that don't meet that vision and we get to solve that for ourselves and heal that for ourselves and that's how we we ascend and that's how we 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 let others voluntarily evolve yeah dude absolutely i i didn't realize it actually was a, a book that I'm sure you've read, The Untethered Soul. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, James Dunn recommended it to me. And- I, I recommended it to James Dunn. <laughs> so it, 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 it's, it's, it's Life 101. <laughs> so uh, when I read that book, I didn't realize how much judgment was going on in my mind and in my heart all the time, like a constant. Um, and I don't, uh, looking back, I don't real, know where I picked that up, but like just this constant monologue of look at that you know i remember one day i was driving back from getting breakfast with my friend and i remember seeing a house and it was like run down and and thinking oh look at that shitty house i bet just like white trashy people live there and blah 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 blah. and just this monologue and i was like i had been reading that book and i was like wait a second i can just let that house be there i don't know the situation i don't know anything about these people i'm making up a whole story in my imagination about these people that live here that haven't taken care of this house and just let it run down and like i'm like i wouldn't want people i don't want people looking at my house and thinking oh that guy he's probably so irresponsible he hasn't trimmed his bushes in a while and hasn't like power washed this you know or this that and the other so why do i do that and and it's been um as I look back, that was about three years ago to now I've, I've, I've definitely recognized like a a release of that judgment and just letting things kind of be what they are. Um, yeah. I, I mean, think, think, think about it. Preference versus judgment, right? So, so I got, I got some water sitting here in front of me and, and a preference might be, I like my water cold or ice. And somebody else says, that's stupid. You like ice in your water? That's freaking stupid, right? It, Why is that stupid? It, but it, well, it hurts my teeth, so it must be bad for you too, right? So that you know, we make we judge all the time based on preferences, oh and it, my God, it, so it's yeah. you know, we prefer certain things, but then we we like project those preferences onto everyone, right? So you might 
you might trim your bushes or your hedges or you might cut your lawn, but you're imperfect in other areas of your life. And that guy might be like completely spot on on point with that thing. And he's looking at you like you're an asshole and you're looking at him like he's an asshole. So, you know, going back four years ago, I was 300 pounds suicidal alcoholic. And I thought I had it all figured out before that point, before before I got, you know, completely my life completely collapsed. I was like, I got this thing all figured out. And, and it was just the, the narcissistic, angry asshole inside of me trying to tell everybody else, trying to convince everybody else that I had it figured out when my whole life was crumbling. Yeah. Right. And, and, and that's it seems like from my experience in my own life, the worse off we are, the more judgmental we are. Right. So and, and, and as we release that judgment, our life gets better. And as as our life gets better, we, we, we let others voluntarily evolve. Right. And, and, and we, we kind of allow people to have their own life. It doesn't mean, mean we need to be with them or in the same room or, or, or share space or whatever. It doesn't mean that. It just, we just get to let them be themselves and live the life of, of their dreams while we're living ours. Right. So do you feel like I, I, I completely agree? And I'm, I, it's something I, I agree with that. And I know that. And my friend says this too because <laughs> he'll listen to a lot of things that I say. Um, and he'll say, well, yeah, but that just like takes a lot of work. And I'm like, well, no, no shit, man. You know, like that's, uh, and, but for me, I'm like, I'm willing to put in the work. You know what I mean? Like I, if I want the, if I want my life to get better, like I'm willing to, uh, develop new habits, wake up early. Like I was telling you, like how I, now I've got this routine where I'm like, I'm leading myself and I'm waking up every morning and meditating and like my meditations have actually been like really powerful in the mornings. Like I, I've just like, it's like I fucking leave my body for a while, <laughs> you know, but, and, but because, because you are right. Right. Dude, isn't it? It's crazy. But, um, and, and I don't, I don't mean, you know, yes, these things take work. Um, and, and I am working on like that practice of letting others voluntarily evolve. A lot of times I feel like I'll let, judgment in and i'll be like why can't you get this why can't you understand this like it's easy it's easy to change this habit and i've also had to realize that like my wife will tell me she's like it's easy for you but it's not easy for everybody else we're all gifted in different ways right i was sitting in uh and and to tack on the point of of why work is so hard why the work is so hard is because ever you know we're we're little and we're raised by you know look this goes back in tens of thousands of years that that we need to control our environment and we need to manipulate our environment and we need to we need to to impact our environment in ways that will serve us right so it's a it's abusive and manipulative and and it's it, you know it's we use guilt and shame and and we use we use coercion and we try to trick people into getting them to do what we want manipulation ma- manipulation complete uh, abuse of of things outside of us right so i was sitting down with a with a gal yesterday and and we're we're talking about you know she's got problems with her sister and her niece and all of these things right she's she's bringing up person after person that she has problems with and they're all judgmental assholes and 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 i said listen there's 7.7 billion people on the planet and and you're like completely unique and different than all of them. And as soon as you get all of them to be exactly who you are, see things exactly the way you see them and, and make you feel the way you want to feel, you'll have all this thing figured out and you won't need to do anything internally until you can reach all 7.7 billion people. It's probably, it might be, maybe, 
eat the fruit and spit out the seeds, it might be in your best interest to let go your expectations of how how you see them and what what role they're supposed to play in your life. And what's easier, getting them to do what you want and who and be who you are or walk away from them? Which one which one's easier? Well, walking away so hard. Yeah. Well, that's the codependence in you showing up, right? That you need them to be a certain way and it's up to you to stand there in in discomfort and misery until they until they meet your expectations. But what do you own? What actually do you own? How can you demonstrate some some leadership, some responsibility in this mix and say, what do what can I do to impact change? You can't get them to change. Not you can force them, but that's that's abusive, too. Right. You can guilt and shame and manipulate and try to control and threaten and and and, and punish. But you're just the narcissistic asshole, too. And that I thought that's what you said they were. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's true. It's like, uh, but I can change myself, and I can I oh, like you're talking about the only thing that I own it's the is only, my life. It's the only thing we control is our our physical, our mental, our emotional, our spiritual states. That those are the only things that we own, but they're the hardest to connect with when we've been taught since a a very little age. Right when when your 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 mom and your or your dad looked at you and said you can't wear that because you'll be laughed at. So now it's about pleasing others. And now it's about the world outside of you instead of just living for yourself and living an aligned life, right? Now you're trying to please everyone else and you're trying to get them to be who you want them to be. And you're trying to be who they want. And you've got this whole internal inside versus, versus outside conflict going on. And you're trying to figure out how do I show up? Well, it, it takes work and effort to your point. Yeah. When you let go of everything outside of you and just say, I'm just going to be me, you surrender to yourself, man, life gets really, really fun. Oh, dude. And how exhausting is it to think, well, I don't want to do this thing because so-and-so might get my, this friend might get mad at me or my wife might get mad at me or my, my parents might disapprove of this thing that I'm doing when, uh, it's, it's what a lot of times intuition or things I feel like something's pulling me in a right direction and it's like oh I know I'm supposed to do this but uh, my wife wouldn't be very happy with this or this or my parents would what would they think if if they heard that I was doing this or that and uh, as I look back at different points in my life when I was younger uh, because I'm I'm I am a recovering people pleaser (laughs) like as I look back in some sense we all are yeah yeah you know um I'm a good musician. I write good songs. I'm a good performer. And when I was younger, I really wanted to pursue that as just something in my life. I wasn't even necessarily chasing success and money or anything like that. I just wanted to travel around the country in a van with my friends and, um, and play music. And that, as I look back now, that's a very capable goal. And, um, my parents, though, were very you like... You can't do that. <laughs> right. You need to have a backup plan. You, you know, you can do that on the side. But And I, and I don't... I, I love and respect my parents. I'm not trying to be disrespectful. But, like, as I look back, if I would have had the mindset that I have now, I would have just said, you know what, Mom and Dad, I love you, but I'm doing this. Mom and Dad had fear. Mom and Dad were scared. And Mom and Dad gave you, as a gift, their fear. Right? Had nothing to do with you. 
mom and dad were scared and would have never lived that lifestyle because of their fears. And they put that shit in a box. They put, they, they wrapped it in paper. They put a bow on it and they gave it to you and said, here's my gift to you. I'm giving you the fear that I have inside. Now it's yours and your very own. Now you get to have that too. And you get to shrink for their fear by adopting and embracing the fear. It's, it's a bullshit belief, right? There are plenty of people on the planet, walking around, living the life of their dreams that other people would never, ever do. Oh, but, yeah. But, but, then, but then we try to tell them or we judge them. Let's go back to judgment. We judge them as being an imbecile because they're not living life that you designed for yourself. <laughs> and in a lot of cases, the reason you're trying to get them or you're, or you're judging them is because you're not living the life that you want to live. So you're trying to get them to not live the life that they want to live because it makes you feel guilty and shameful for living such a shrunken, miserable Freaking life where you just have to – you're doing things you have to do instead of things that you get to do. Yeah. And if you would have packed up all your shit, put it in a van, right, the Scooby-Doo van, put it in a, put it in a van, go from venue to venue, right, park in parking lots that, that you know, they would let you have, and you would live the life of, of, of musicianship and, and, and performance that you desired – then everyone would have judged you because they weren't living the life that they wanted to live. Yeah. And maybe because has there ever been a band ever that's ever gone out on the road that went from venue to venue and years later were like multimillionaires and went like gold and platinum and double platinum. Has there ever been? Yeah. So it's possible. Yeah. But to your mom and dad, because they were holding this fear that was impossible. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's how we all stay miserable and stay shrunken. Is that we 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 don't think about the possibilities. We think about the the struggle. Yeah, dude. It's it's crazy because when you think about bands like Green Day and Blink One Eighty Two that play these to twenty thirty thousand people a night, those are regular guys that grew up in San Francisco Bay Area or San Diego area that like got in a van and and you listen to some of those early albums. They're not good. (laughs) But they they got better. Yeah. But they got better and they they got cleaner. And then what happens? Those people that, you know, that that are, again, that that, that love that that grungy, dirty stuff, when they get cleaner and they get better and, and, and God forbid, a musician starts to feed themselves, they call them. Sell out. Sell out, yeah. right? Yeah. Because making it's not okay. Struggle is where we, – we live a life. Like we, we celebrate struggle for whatever fucking reason. For whatever reason, we celebrate struggle. We love it. We embrace it. We, we lift others up when they struggle. And when someone stops struggling and decides to live the life of their dreams and actually have food and actually have a – lag wagon lyrics right so so i I don't i can't remember the exact song but it says god forbid somebody writes a song that actually is a hit and other people want to listen to because we'll call them a sellout and we'll try to tear them down yeah suddenly music that we loved yesterday is miserable today because people are making money right like money is the devil and like money's the enemy well i'll tell you what i've got i've got a savings account i've got a bank account i've got a nice house i've got stuff it really is cool waking up every day not worrying about how to pay my bills yeah yeah dude i i actually struggled with that a little bit when i got this new job was am i a sellout now i'm going to this huge corporate company i'm i'm gonna be uh you know this the i wear a black t-shirt and jeans every day but i'm gonna have to start wearing dress shirts and dress pants and nicer shoes you know that's like the culture and i was like am i a sellout now and i'm like you know what 
if people want to call, I don't feel like I'm a sellout. So if anybody else wants to call me that, that's fine. That's well, their problem. Yeah, why well, they, they're just projecting their beliefs and their fears and all their all their garbage onto you, right? So, uh, ministry, Alien Jorgensen. Oh, ministry. Okay. Do you know the ba- about the band? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, do, yeah do, I you, know. do you know? No, I was going in a religious way, right? Wes. <laughs> you know oh, you better? are? No, oh. no, no. I'm, I'm just I'm joking with you. Anyway, so so do you, if if you know the history of the band Ministry and Alien Jorgensen. If you listen to early, early ministry, have you ever connected with, like, Twitch or some of those early ministry albums? No. They sound like Depeche Mode. Okay. So Alien Jorgensen, Elaine Jorgensen, I've heard it both ways. They were more of an industrial type band, right? But early on, they sounded like like Depeche Mode, more like Depeche Mode than they did, like, you know, they do now. And when I read an interview with Alien Jorgensen, and and he said, you know, Alien, you're Elaine, you're... Your, your your sound has changed so much. He goes, yeah, that's by design. He said, because, you know, at when I was starting out, I couldn't eat. And and I was, I was like, in the state where I was just trying to survive. So I, I put out a whole bunch of music that people would love. And then when the money started rolling in, now I get to put out whatever the hell I want. I don't, I don't really – I don't care what, <laughs> what they want. sell out. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. He's like, I did it by design, right? I, I gave them what they wanted until they let me give them what I wanted. Right, and then in the process, they saw a transformation of my music, and they followed along. And now I'm connecting with more people on the face of the planet than I ever have before. Even when I was like giving them what they asked for and what was hip and cool at that period, now not only do I have money, now I can I can play whatever I want. And I don't I don't subscribe to this completely. Don't get me wrong. I don't I don't subscribe to sacrifice and, and be somebody else for for their other benefit. I'm just saying there's no single way. There's no right way. You can approach it however you want, right? Gary Vaynerchuk, I, I, Gary's a, a cool guy. He's got some things that are a little out of sort sometimes, but he says eat, eat, eat shit for 10 years so you can eat caviar for the rest of your life, right? So there's no single way. It's just when we look at the way somebody's doing something and say it's wrong, it's our judgment of them. Leave them the fuck alone. Yeah. Why, why are you inter- trying to interfere and intercede in their life? Alien Jorgensen, Elaine Jorgensen, has had a great freaking life. He, I, I'm sure that guy, I don't know. I mean, we all face our shit. But I, I would I would like to be up on stage in front of thousands of people every once in a while. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Right? So he gets to do that. That was his dream, and he built it. Now we're looking at him going, you should have done it different. No, he did it exactly the way he wanted to do it, and God bless him. Dude, so I'm I'm a part of the awoke. Oh, I'm one of the awakened alphas. Uh, <laughs> um, I, and every everybody's like, "What the hell does that mean?" <laughs> yeah. So uh, you have this group called the Awakened Alpha, and in um, that I'm a part of, and I love it. I absolutely thank. I mean, thank you for creating it because not not only do I love your coaching, but just being a part of this group and seeing these messages that these guys share about what they're going through and their wins and their and their losses and um, it's it's just really really good for me. But one thing that you talked about in the um, I, I went through your like divi- your vision uh, exercise a couple times now, and to talk about my desires, I realized that I love attention when it comes to like my music. I love being in front of people, and I love speaking, and that's what one of the reasons why I love doing this podcast. And it's not. It's not a selfish thing. Like I like I want everybody to look at me. What I just, if it is? Who maybe who the it fuck is. cares? But <laughs> but I don't I don't feel like it's like 
it's not an ego thing. Like I want people to know who I am. It's more of just like I like it when people pay attention what, to what I'm doing. What if it is? <laughs> who cares? Right. <laughs> so I mean, the only exception I'll take is the word selfish. But I don't. I don't believe in the word selfish. Right. So uh, part part of part of the awakened alpha and, and the awakened. Uh, just can I give some background on? Yeah. That? Yeah. Yeah. The, go ahead. So yeah. the, so look, I grew up in. Uh, a, a religiously um, controlling, manipulative house. I was told the, the the politics that I was supposed to 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 agree with and, and believe in. You know, an economic system that I was supposed to agree agree with and believe in, and a richer you know richer scoundrels and they're stealing your money. It was like a whole lot of garbage was just dropped on me. And then I went to Catholic school and forced to go to Catholic school, and I had more people just forcing all their beliefs on me. Right. So, and then you know during my corporate career, I felt like a complete imposter so i wrote a book called the imposter in charge because that was me it was the story of my life because i didn't know who i was because i had so many people telling me who i needed to be right and and so many people start you know in our most impressionable ages you know between like zero and seven so many people telling me what the world looks like and what's reality i'm like how the fuck am i supposed to show up who am i i and, and when i didn't fit in their mold or their model it made me feel like i was defective and that was garbage it was the model that was defective and it took me 43 years to figure this thing out right so the awakened and and in the process i became an abusive manipulative manipulative controlling narcissistic uh, just an asshole because I was trying to get everybody to, to believe these things that I didn't believe myself, that I was just trying to fit in what society, what society had taught me was right, that you go to a, you go to a different country and they believe something different. Yeah, and then yeah. we look at the country and say they're broken, right? So They're it, different. They're, it, it, yeah. it, it's insane that, that we all adopt these beliefs and think that that's the only beliefs. They're the only beliefs that are, that are acceptable. So the point being is, you know, after all this shit started raveling and unraveling in my life, I got to start putting my life back together the way, the way it was aligned for me. And what I realized is there's no single right way. Right. There is literally no single right way for anything, religion, politics, economics. And we can have our preference, but we can't inflict. We can if you want. But if you want to be a a narcissistic, abusive, abusive asshole. But we can we can like project our shit onto other people and think that they're broken for not perceiving things the way we perceive them. But we're just as bad as them. Right. So think about that. But the Awakened Alpha Project. Is, is my mission and my movement to, to, to get to as many guys as possible because we, we've got a lot of growth to do, fellas, right? We've got a lot of growth to do because we're the ones that are out there trying to manipulate and shame and guilt. And, and I used to parent through manipulation and, 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 and guilt and shame, right? So if my kids didn't do what I thought they were supposed to do, I would guilt and shame them to try to get them to do. That's freaking abuse, that's mental and emotional abuse. But, but, and we think that's okay to, like, we own our kids, right? That we, our job is to make them in our image. Garbage. It's bullshit. Our job is to raise them into the greatest, most powerful version of themselves as possible. And, and if we're not asking them, who are you? Instead of, here's who you are. Yeah. Right? All we're doing is inflicting more pain on the world because we're, take, we're tearing their insides out. 
So the Awakened Alpha Project is a way to connect with guys to help them understand how to lead themselves. What do you want for yourself? How can you show up for yourself? How can you become more internally power yourself? How can you live an aligned life for yourself without regard to how it, how it fits for anybody else? Then we get to take that into the world and serve the world powerfully with, with a powerful presence and a leader and then we get to connect and create impact in the world instead of just trying to survive, instead of just trying to pay the bills, instead of just – we literally get to pay the bills while doing the thing that's going to create impact that's completely aligned with our desires. But you got to lead yourself and know who you are first. And then when we lead ourselves, when we lead society, we open the door. We walk into our house and our family. We get to love them where they are. Let others voluntarily mm-hmm. evolve because we know we're powerful internally. We know we're significant in the world and we're, we're, we're changing the trajectory of humanity and our family gets the very, very best of us. But too many guys skip right to the end. I'm going to put my family first. That's the most toxic shit I've ever heard in my life. Put yourself first, put your society impact in society because we're here on purpose. And then your family gets the very, very, very best of you. But until you, until you really get aligned, until you really like feel a sense of significance in the world, your family's getting a watered-down, depleted version. Yeah. And you're teaching them how to be that same person. And, and it's, it's, you know, you grow up thinking about sacrifice. You need to sacrifice. You need to do what you need to do for your family. Like this old kind of 1950s mentality of, well, uh, and, and, you know, you hear, you hear about it or uh, all the time. Or I just have this idea in my head of, like, people who work uh, – they work jobs that they hate all because, oh, I'm doing it for my family. I'm doing it for my family. But you are on the inside now. You don't, you know, you don't feel good. You're, you're like, I, I, eventually I think people, that, that's why you see people have like midlife crises and things like this because it's like, wait a second. This isn't the life that I want to live. I'm not happy. We, like We want our kids to be completely happy and aligned and live life on their terms, but we teach them how to live life on, on, you know, on somebody else's terms. We teach them how to survive instead of lead, right? Survivorship versus leadership. Survivorship is literally just scraping by, living, somebody, living a life that somebody else designed, living life on somebody else's terms, not showing up for yourself, just trying to pay the bills, just you know, accepting garbage from everybody else. That's survivorship. Leadership is when you fully surrender and embrace yourself, your desires, your vision, who you are, your talents, your weaknesses. Yep, you, you, Wes, you suck at that. Yep, I sure do. Right? <laughs> yeah, who yeah. cares? Own it. Right? Yeah, yeah. Own it, right? Accept and surrender and embrace every single thing about you. And then there's going to be people that are going to judge you for being selfish and being narcissistic because you've surrendered to yourself. And that's their shit. It's not yours. But that's we by doing that, by leading ourselves, by leading society, we get to teach our kids how to do the same thing because that's how we create a powerful life, a non shrunken version of life that we've been taught for freaking lifetimes and generations. It's miserable. We got to try to figure out who to be in the world. The last thing that you should be figuring out in this world is who to be. Yeah. Be you and everything else becomes yeah. easier. Yeah. To, so do you think do you think? We're in the process. I mean, obviously, this is something that you're that you've created this group and you're creating this movement of men become, you know, this transition into the paradigm of masculinity. 
changing. Because I do masculinity, think, I think not we, not not nineteen fifties right alpha abusive masculinity. Do Do you think on a grand scale, our uh, men are shifting into more of this, like that that the paradigm is shifting from that toxic nineteen fifties like tough like macho. I'm gonna use force and abusiveness to like and manipulation to get what I want to more of this divine masculine or this like this uh, balance between the masculine and feminine side too. You know what I mean? Like, cause I, I, I feel like there's things about me that, uh, you know, I do embrace, like I've got this pink cat here, you know, and I love my pink cat and I'm, I'm comfortable enough to say, I fucking love this pink cat, this stuffed animal, you know what I mean? Like, and I don't feel like my masculinity is torn down because I have a stuffed animal Cheshire cat here. It's like, that's part of me that I love too. Like, you know what I'm saying? I piece it down. <laughs> right. So, so, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> right. Think about it. In the middle of the night, who the hell wants to stand up, miss oh, the toilet, dude. have to clean up. So why not just sit down? Right. But, but we're, <laughs> you're, you're a pussy. Right, you're yeah, a pussy for, yeah. for 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 doing these things that are outside the norm. It's it's fucking garbage. It's garbage. And that like, we should shame other men who do these things. That's, or who, you know, that's right. That's right. So what? I mean, there's no single way to do things, right? But but yeah, I, I think there's I think there's a, a a transition in place, right? In the spiritual world, we call it like you know an ascension, growth, yeah. and process, right? But I think there's there's part of humanity. I, I think there's a a great huge group of guys out there that are kind of in limbo and they don't know they're, they're, they're they don't understand how to play the 1950s role but they're not awake yet their eyes aren't open to letting go of all the freaking dogma and doctrine and beliefs that you that have been like pushed on you and they're just ready to let go like when i say you know i when i tell somebody to want what you want right they don't even know what to make of that Right, because we're taught the desire, and 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 you use the word selfish. We're taught that everything about you wanting what you want is selfish. Oh, dude! But yeah. but we're when we can be the example for people. Like, I, my family fell apart. Right, so I was an alcoholic. My wife was was chemically dependent. My kids were being physically, mentally, and abused. You know, on a regular basis. That they saw they saw me swipe pills out of out of my wife's mouth. You know, they they saw my wife pour you know beer. I was passed out and pour beer all all over me. I mean, they saw some really really dark dark shit. Right, and and that <laughs> some people would say, well, that's just you know that's just men being men. Th- no. No, it's garbage. The only way, and, and, and I tried, again, I tried to get them to be who I wanted them to be, and that's where that led. And the only way, my, my, my kids are, are much healthier now. My wife is, is clean, right? We're building businesses. We've got communities of people. We, we've got, you know, we've released a book. I mean, things are great, but the only way, I could have made all that happen is to step out of that myself, get my shit straight, and then show them, not tell them. Yeah. It, and and here's here's a line that that changed the way I look at at my relationship with my wife. 
And this goes back three and a half years ago, where when she used to say, Mike, you're a selfish asshole, right? When I did anything for myself, I used to fight her. I'm not selfish. I'm not an asshole. Rawr, rawr, rawr. And Everything that, that, I do is for this family. And, and, yeah, and that yeah. would start off with, you know, a huge, you know, just a huge battle, right? Now we're battling back and forth because I wanted something for myself that, you know, and she thought she, she didn't think she could have what she wanted. So she tried to get me to not want what I wanted, right? It was just a, a vicious cycle. But as I started cleaning up, you know, my, my physical, mental, and emotional, and my spiritual states, is that I started cleaning up that. One time I remember her saying, you're a selfish asshole. And I was like, you know what? You might be right, but I, I love you anyway. And she didn't know what to do with that. She didn't know what to do with that. She, how do you attack that? She couldn't attack. And, and that was me saying, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do what I want, and I'm going to want what I want. And, and I love you even if you don't agree with that. And, and I remember when she continued to attack. And at one point, you know, when I said that, you know, and, and, and it really, I saw how off kilter she was. Little by little, she started doing things that she wanted to do too. Because now I was being a lighthouse, right? Hey, I'm doing these things, right? A narcissist, a pure narcissist will do things that they want and try to convince you that you can't do the same thing. But someone who's living in a state of love, letting others voluntarily evolve, will do things that they want and encourage others to do the same thing. There's another line that I love, right? You've heard this a million times, Wes, right? I want what you, I want for you what you want for you, even if that doesn't include me. Mm -hmm. It has nothing to do with me. What you want for you has nothing to do with you or has nothing to do with me. Why, why? Who has given me permission to determine what you want for you and if you're worthy, valuable of, of wanting that thing, of having that desire? Who made me a judge for that? And why is that okay? Why is that ever okay to look at another human being and try to inflict your beliefs and your desires onto them? Mm-hmm. That's garbage. Yeah. Yeah. That is such a dude. And, and I, I grew up uh, like – Something that I want to talk about a little bit is like the idea of sin of, uh, oh, you did something wrong and now you need to uh, repent and ask for forgiveness. And then there were all these things as I got older that I was like, oh, my God, I'm sinning like all the time. Like uh, everything that I'm do that I do is like hurting someone else or like or, or it's it seems like, it, you know, and now I'm kind of at the point where like. I don't know if I believe in sin or not. <laughs> I don't. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I think sin, like what, what you might say is sinful, I don't think is sinful. It's a judgment. I, I, I'm, um, I'm vegetarian. I don't eat meat. I don't, I personally don't want to put meat into my body. I don't want an animal to have to die so that I can have a burger and, and taste good because I don't need it. My body doesn't need it to live. But I would never go around telling other people that they need to do that too. You know what I mean? Like if people want to talk to me about it, ask me questions about it and come to their own conclusions, then fine. But like, I don't feel like I, I wouldn't inflict that on someone so, else. You so, know what I mean? So here's, and I don't think it's sinful. Like I agree completely. You know? I, I don't, for me, there is no sin and there is no devil. Right. Ah! So, and, and there is no hell. Ah! It's, it's crazy. So, and, and, Here's how we get there, because, I mean, I remember 
blasting that on Facebook one time, and and a guy said, "So, so Hitler went to heaven." I was like, well, I don't believe in heaven either, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So, you know, the kingdom of heaven is within, right? It's right there in in, in the book that that you can point to and, and claim, you know, dogma. But anyway, the point being is uh, when we realize that everyone's doing the very, very best that they can every single moment, even though it might be, might not be so good at that moment, right? So when when you when you look at and, and the image I have in my mind is there's there's people that rob banks. I could use more gross you know uh, metaphors, but people rob banks, and literally those guys that that rob banks, they they have they've convinced themselves that it's okay. Like we, we cognitive dissonance. Yeah, is yeah. is your brain right? You have a set of values in your brain, in your mind, in your body. And it's okay, I have, but I have this need or I have this desire. Now let me flex my values and try to be, bring those into, into alignment. I'm going to shrink my values so that I can justify my desires, right? So it, it, it's, a pretty, it's a pretty like fucked up way of, of, of having to deal with this mind and, and, and this brain. But as human beings, we've been gifted a mind that is in chaos if we don't understand the workings of it and the trappings of it, and we don't, we don't work to discipline it on, on, on a regular basis. But the point is, you will, you will understand, you're, you will have values, but you will shift those values in order to make your desires, decisions, and your actions justified. Like it'll go from, well, I gotta pay my, I gotta pay my bills, right? So I got this bill to pay. Um, yeah, but I've got no job prospects, and I don't have any client prospects, and there's a lot of money sitting at the bank. And I wouldn't be in this situation if the system was set up right, and the government set up this system, and the banking institution, and suddenly they're robbing a bank, right? Because they've just justified, they've just walked themselves to a point of justification and, and they overcame the cognitive dissonance that was in their mind by justifying their behavior. So we're, everyone's doing the best they can, just sometimes it's not very good. And they don't understand that what's happening in their mind is hell, not, it, it, it's, it's not yeah. a way to solve anything, right? Again, let others voluntarily evolve. But when you understand that we're all doing the best we can, then, then we, can, we can face life differently, right? Now, of course, there's consequences to actions. When you, when you rob a bank and you get caught, you're going to jail. So I'm not saying that there shouldn't be consequences. I'm just saying that we're all doing the best we can. And if they could do better, they would, because no one wants, let's, let's be honest, no one wants a shitty life. No one wants to live in suffering and no one wants to live in pain. But we just don't know how to overcome that when we're not internally aware of what's happening in this body. But we don't have time for that. We're too busy fixing the yeah. other 7.7 .7 billion people on the face of the planet, yeah. which is why the work is hard. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> You're blowing my mind here. <laughs> uh, okay, so... Something that I thought about the other day, and you know, I I loved uh, something that actually, when I started hearing about the law of attraction, which I think was like a big, um, I was really into law of attraction for like a year or two, year and a half, and I still, um, it's not I I I don't even want to say it's something that I believe in. I think that it's something that is just real. It's universal law. It's just it is it exists, and I've seen it happen. Uh, I've worked with it in to bring things to me that I want, but I've also seen where 
I've been down in the dumps and I've brought things to me that I don't want because of what was going on with my vibration and how I felt. I've seen it work both ways. But I, re- I had this thought the other day when I was falling asleep. I feel like I have the best thoughts when I'm like falling asleep. And I realized, like, you know, I have this new job. My life is completely different than, than I, I, maybe not completely, but bi- very big parts of my life are different. Sell out. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just that's the way you- No, like, big parts of my life that needed to be fixed that were at rock bottom have turned around or are turning around. And, I'm, and I thought about it, and I was like, holy shit, I shifted to a new reality. Mm-hmm. I shifted to a parallel reality. Like, three months mu- in... in Literally in like a couple weeks, I, I and it it actually like looking back now, it happened really smoothly and really quickly, and I mean, I know you've experienced that too. Certainly, how how does you know on a, on a universal scale, like how do you think these things happen? Do you, do you think? And now I also see this too. There's a pattern. Every seven or eight years for me, I go through something like this. And it, and it changes. Like I look back seven years from, from this year, I got fired from my job and from that was a low point. And then everything started going up. And then I like, I hit a, I hit a, a rock bottom again. And then and now things are on the upswing again. And so it makes me really excited because I'm like, okay, well now I'm at the beginning of a new period. Like what's this? If the last period was actually really good, the ending wasn't so great, but like now I'm really excited for what's going to happen the in the ending, next few years. But the like, ending wasn't so great because you were attached to what was happening, right? So, so listen, growth is involuntary. Think about that for a second, and I'll dive deeper. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go silent. I want you to think about that. Growth is involuntary. Growth is happening all the time, whether you want it or not. Physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual selves, right? That's what th- those are the, the tools that we're given. Look, your soul is here to grow. Your body, your mind, and your emotions get in the way of that growth. Mm. But your soul is going to win. I was making a lot of money in corporate. I was managing $65 million, $350 million plants. My soul had other ideas of what we were going to do with our life. But my, my body, my mind, and my emotions were saying, no, we need to keep doing the same thing. And eventually my entire life collapsed because my soul said, look, motherfucker, you can fight, but you're going to lose. Right? So if you don't – and I can look back, Wes, and I can see that I was given these signals for, for a decade, and I kept ignoring them. Until I had nothing left and it came all of it unraveled in a very, very hard way where if I would have just listened to my desires over that decade when I was getting these signals, growth is involuntary, then that transition could have been easier. But since I fought growth, the universe, God, whatever you want to call it, just said, listen, listen, motherfucker, I'm going to get my way. Please understand I love you so much that I'm going to get us where, where we intended to get to. And, and where we intended to get to is not in your body, your mind, and your emotions. It's in your soul. And your body, mind, and emotions is the thing that's going to prevent you because your body, mind, and emotions live in a state of fear. 
your soul doesn't. Your soul lives in a state of purpose and love and, and expansion and, and, and evolution, right? So, so you can either listen to the desires and the signals that you're getting inside, but if you're so busy worried about what's happening outside of you and you're not paying attention to what's inside, which is why you leave your body when you're meditating, is because you're, you're connecting with your soul and your soul knows best, and that's why it's so blissful. Because you, because you shut off your body, you shut off your mind, you shut down your emotions, you, you, you disconnect from all of that, you really get into the, tr- the true essence of who you are. You, you have a body, you have a mind, but you are a soul, right? Yeah. You are a soul. Your soul is going to, you're going to be pulled along for the ride to get where your soul wants to go. You can either fight it or not. Growth is involuntary, my man. It's going to happen, right? So, and what happens with the law of attraction, you don't, you don't get what you want. You don't attract what you want. You attract who you are. Mm-hmm. You attract who you yeah. are. So the process of attracting higher levels of, of things, of, of conditions, of circumstances, of situations in life, it's about evolving from inside out. It's the law of attraction, right? My life looks so much different than it did years ago. My health looks so much different. My mental state, my emotional state, the way I show up in the world, the impact that I have, the, 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 the amount of love that I have in my heart to give, the amount of presence I have just to show up and, and just to exist with people is all because of the work from soul out, yeah. not, not from mind in, right, or, or action in. It's all a process of growth from the inside out. The outside shifts naturally when you do the, the work from inside out, but your soul is going to win. Growth is involuntary. You can keep yourself stuck, yeah. but your life's just going to get more and more painful, and you're going to suffer more and more when you fight where your soul really wants to go. Dude, I, like, that's, that's hitting me pretty hard right now because when I look back to the things that I was doing with my business and, and with you know, just being self-employed, I look back and I was, I was attached to that dream. Cause at one point that was my dream to be self-employed, to do my own thing, to have this freedom and to like live the life, live that kind of like life and that lifestyle. And I, and I, I was getting signs too, that maybe it's time to wind this down. Maybe this ride has expired and it's time to move on to something else. But in my mind, I was like, no, I want to do this forever. I want to like keep coming up to my office and like, you know, uh, like not, I, and I, I also wasn't showing up to my full potential every day. I wasn't now that I have this job. Are and you I'm, showing up more to your potential? Yes, now? Are I'm, you? I'm waking up every day at five thirty, five forty five. I'm getting my routine going. I could have been doing that this whole time. Alignment, alignment, right? Listen to Abraham Hicks. Listen oh, to, I love Abraham. Listen, listen to all the spiritual teachers, right? Alignment. When we just get into alignment with, with you've got these desires inside of you. You can, you can feel them. You can hear them. You might push them away. You might try to make them go away. They're not going away. And when you, when you try to ignore and you try to, well, that, 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 must be, that must be wrong. It must be a sin. I can't have that desire. When you ignore them, it's just going to get more painful, right, as yours did until things Things and I, look talking to you. I know I know a lot of your story, and yeah. that's for you to share. But but I know your life got more and more painful over time until you were forced to make that shift. And when you made that shift, it started it started increasing, right? 
Right? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, I absolutely. was going to say, no. you, they, they can't hear your head shaking. Yeah. Ass. <laughs> <laughs> but but the, the point being, it's going to keep, if you're out of alignment and your soul is trying to get you back into alignment, it's just going to, you're just going to keep devolving your life. The circumstances in your life are going to keep getting more and more painful and, and you're going to suffer more until you make that shift. If you make that shift. I, I felt like I finally had to surrender. I was like, this isn't right. This isn't right. This isn't right. All these things aren't right in my life. Okay, I just want to. I I, I want to start over again. I'm ready to just like. I'm I'm ready to give into it. I'm like I was resisting the growth, even though I love growth and I love change. I was resisting those changes in that growth. And like once I gave in, and I was like, okay, fine, I'll do it. I'll <laughs> I'll grow. I'll I'll move on to the next phase. You know. We think we've got it all figured out, but that's all like mind made, right? That that's all. So let, I'm going to go over a little bit of my story, okay? Again, I, I, I ascended the ranks in corporate America really easily. It's like things were put on a silver platter for me. It's like, you know, hey, we're going to promote you. Here's here's the you know here's what you're going to make. And I was like, holy shit! I never thought I grew up in a in a, in a lower middle class steelworking family, right? So they're giving me these 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 salaries that are freaking you know I mean they're they're huge and in my mind I'm like holy shit how did I do this and then there would be another one and another one and another one and then they're flying me you know all around the world to go and train and they're like yeah we want you we want you to get an MBA so we're gonna fund that I mean it's like holy shit how did I do this so all the signs were there that I was exactly right where, where I needed to be right everything's building effortlessly without me even trying it was like effortless and then at some point, it started getting hard, and that work got more strugglicious, and it started getting more painful, and I started fighting, and I started, okay, well, maybe I just need to go to a different, a different company. And, and, and I, so I went to a different company, and I started, I started you know, job hopping, trying to find out, and then I started getting fired. I'm like, why is this getting so hard? It's because there was a whole new direction that that was waiting for me. And it was just up to me at that point. It was just up to me to say, okay, this isn't working. Let's do something different. So the the only thing I ever loved in my corporate career was developing people and developing teams. I could build a team with the best of them. I can spot talent. I know talent. And I can I know I can blow enough positivity and love into you to get you to ignore your weaknesses and to, and to, to go all in on your strengths like nobody else. I, I know that's how I'm built, and I know that's my gift. And I did a whole bunch of shit in my corporate career I didn't want to do just so that I could get to do that. And then when everything collapsed physically, mentally, emotionally, relationally, with my family, financially, it all was taken away I remember having a conversation with my wife when we were still in a really bad state. I said, hey, I'm going to start a coaching business. She said, so we're going to fucking lose everything. We're going to lose it all. Everything that we built, we're going to lose it all. And I'm like, no, I don't know how it's going to work, but we're going to build this thing. I have no idea how it's going to work. And I swear to God, it started building effortlessly. Like that intention, I'm going to build a coaching business. In my first full year of business, I exceeded any income I ever made in my corporate career. In a full year. Within one, the first full year, January 1st to December 31st, the first full year I spent in business, I exceeded any corporate income I ever earned. Alignment. My soul had been trying to tell me that for freaking years. And it just kept getting harder and harder and harder and, and more painful. 
But as soon as I shifted into, into alignment, it all came naturally and easily, right? Now, I, I've seen this in my, in my coaching career as well because it built through one-on-one coaching and it came fast and heavy and hard and I couldn't, there's nothing I could do to stop it. And then I remember having a conversation with someone that, I, that, that worked for me and, and she said, hey, how about if we launch a course? And I said, well, what, what would that look like? And she said, well, yeah, and I had all this content that I was creating, and, and, and she said, we can take this, and we can put this together here, and I'll launch it, and here's what we'll do. And suddenly, that shit built quickly, like effortlessly. Like I couldn't, I couldn't not win. And then it all dried up. Like I, there's nothing I could do to launch a course to get anyone to want it. It all went away. It's like, hmm. I wonder what, wonder what the hell is happening. Now, my mind is like, no, we've got to make this work. Yeah, we've yeah. got to hustle and grind. I'm not working hard enough. Yeah. But as soon as I shifted out of that, the one-on-one coaching started coming back. It's like, what is next? What is showing up? Surrender to that thing that's showing up and those desires, and you're, you're not going to lose. Right? Then I had to spark for the Awakened Alpha Project. It's like... There's guys out there that are suffering unnecessarily because they just don't understand that they're out of alignment and they're trying to control and manipulate life, right, when all they need to do is shift themselves and lead themselves. And, and as soon as I did that, now I've got people jumping in to support me in that project. They're mostly women <laughs> because the <laughs> because women – Because they want their men – The yeah. women uh, – I've been told that the Awakened Alpha Project is like a dating site, it's going to be a dating site because women are so – they crave internal power from their men instead of external power. They crave it so much that they're hungry and they're supporting the mission more than the men are because the men are still stuck and still trying to understand and make it all – you know, understand what the hell's happening. But as soon as I started, I got clearer on what, what the Awakened Alpha Project was. Things started building magically, and it's not like I'm, I work hard. When things are coming, they all come fast. And a lot of people jump in to help me, right? Alignment is key to this thing. Growth is involuntary. What is your – what are your desires? What is your soul telling you that it wants to do next? Dude, when, when you – Told, called me and told me about the Awakened Alpha. Uh, it was right around Christmas time, and, and I thought I had just started this job. I was getting ready to start. And you I was were the like, first person that jumped in. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, this is what I need. I need a group of guys who are on the same path, who want to grow and change. And, um, I, you know, I need – the thing that I love about it is is I love the community, but also, like, there's constant – there's videos, there's exercises to go through. And, you know, I, I can do my own journaling. I can uh, pour out onto pages and even some of, uh, like, my songwriting when I come down here. It's like that's part of me taking care of myself emotionally, getting some of these things out, even if there's songs that will never see the light of day that I'll never post publicly. I have albums of fully fleshed out songs, vocals, background vocals, drums, everything that, like, I've recorded that that people will probably never hear you know what i mean like but it lights your soul on fire but but yeah and and after i do it it's like therapy it's like i leave this room and i'm like i feel so much better but uh uh, what i i knew that it was exactly what i needed i i and i feel like it's that guidance of uh knowing that people are someone's there for you but someone like you just giving me things to think about and actions to take is Really, really, I think a lot of guys are out there. They're like, I know I need to make a change, but I don't know what to do, and I don't know who to talk to, and what to eat, how to, e- where to even start. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, the community, it's based on community and connection as well as training and coaching, right? So there, there's really two aspects to this thing. It's, it's about the community and connection because I, I think some of the, some of the most therapeutic, and, and you've seen this, some of, the, some of the most therapeutic shit is when you can see or hear with your own eyes or your ears that you're not the only one who's, who's yeah. struggling, right? So, and, and one thing that, guys, listen, I want you to lean in. Ready? We're not really good at being vulnerable and expressing our, like, our shit. We're not really good. So here's what you get. It's, it's that, oh, well, you're a pussy. You're talking about your feelings. Yeah. Like, what, what's wrong? Someone get their feelings hurt? Because you know? we're told we're, we're, we're gay or, or we're a pussy when, 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 we're, when we're a kid yeah. and, and we skin our knee and we're hurt and we're crying. So, so now we have to be like this stoic robot for the rest of our life, right? And we lose our human connection because we, 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 we teach ourselves or people teach us how not to feel, right? But when you can step into a group of guys, and, and it's small, but it's, but it's growing, you know, when you can step into a group of guys, the first call we had, it was magical because as, as the guys were starting to express their challenges, I could see other people's faces light up because in some cases, for the first time, they've, they've heard that somebody else has a problem because we just walk around pretending that everything's perfect, right? So I... I I put this in, in, in the imposter in charge, and, and, I, and I, I speak about this a lot. I was in front of a group of 250 entrepreneurs one time, and they didn't know me, and I didn't know them. And I wasn't even invited to go and speak. It was a surprise appearance, right? So I, I went to, to, to appreciate and support a friend. Dunn was there. But uh, oh. <laughs> I, I went, I went to, 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 to support a friend, and I, I walked in, and, and I gave him a hug. And, and I said, hey, I just want you to know I'm here. He said, hey, I need you tonight. And, and I said, what do you need? He says, you'll, you'll find out. And when he started presenting, he said, tonight is about authenticity. And it's so much about authenticity. The person who's going to be up here with me doesn't even know they're speaking. I want you to see what it looks like to just get up and jam. There was nothing prepared. And I, I, I spoke, he and I spoke for about an hour, hour and a half. And, and I, I led it this way. My name is Mike Kitko. I'm an executive coach. I'm a speaker and an author. And for 16 years, I physically, mentally, emotionally, and sometimes sexually abuse my wife on, on a daily basis. That's my shit. What do you got? Don't tell me that you have to keep secrets and hide because it's that that's causing your suffering and pain. We all have shit. All of us, every single one of us, some of us are willing to express and the rest of us are, are, are just hiding and trying to hide, pretend we're perfect. When you just let it go, when you live soul out, what the hell do you have to hide from, right? That's when you stop being an imposter and start living an aligned life. You want to judge me for, for something I did, for, you know, four years ago? That's, that's on you, not me. I'm not yeah. that guy anymore, right? You can stay stuck in your judgment. But that has nothing to do. That has no bearing on me. I, I struggle with that sometimes. I'll think, you know, when I when I first started doing this treehouse thing, these networking events, I would get 200, 300, 400 people sometimes to these events. And people started to know who I was. And I, and I, I like that. But now, that was six years ago now. And, I, and five years ago now or whatever. Like even when it was three years ago, I would think all these people know me. Or they think they know me, but they don't really know who I am. They know my name. They know that I did this treehouse thing, but they don't really know me. And they're and I would feel this judgment of like, oh, I, you know, I don't even know how to explain it. It was this weird. I'm I'm I've I've worked through it now, but it was this weird feeling of like, you don't know me. this chip on my shoulder, kind of like you don't know me. You just know 
this thing that I did a long time ago. Like, fuck you. You know, you don't, you don't know who I am. Kind of like this, like ego, like, uh, projection, like, and I, not, not outwardly, but like inwardly. Sound like you are, you started making yourself angry. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, like, like, because of, I felt like people were making assumptions about me or, you know, who I was four years ago, but you don't know me now. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. That's okay. Like, just in case anybody's listening, if you know me four years ago and you haven't talked to me in a long time, call, give me a call and like let's get to know each other. Because I think that people change. Like we change, and I'm not the same person that I was four, five, six years ago. Growth is say it with me involuntary. involuntary. <laughs> <laughs> when when so if you, I wish we had a video camera in here because when I first said the words growth is involuntary, I saw Wes's eyes go cross-eyed. <laughs> Right, and he actually like he's sitting on the couch and he leaned back, and I can see him like, "What the fuck does that mean?" Right, and now you understand, right? Yeah, growth yeah. is involuntary, but but we we try our best to stay stuck. That that's the, the uh, there, here's a great quote, I, and I said I've said this in, in in the Awakened Alpha, and I say it like five times a day. Right, it's lack of trust in life that makes life so difficult. Yeah. You, I got that tattooed. <laughs> it's lack of trust in life that makes life so difficult. I have to remind myself every day oh my gosh. to I, trust. We're, 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 we're trying to stay stuck, and we're wondering why life is so hard. Because we're trying to keep everything. We, we, we've arranged the, the deck chairs on the Titanic, and we're trying, to re, <laughs> you know, we're trying not to get them to move. The, 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 the ship's going down, guys, right? And you're tr- Look, here, here's, a, here's a truth. Your body and your mind is going to die. Mm. And meanwhile, you're trying to hold on to everything to, to, to stay alive, right? Like, like, like that's not going to happen. Like you're going to prevent it from happening. So it's lack of trust in life that makes life so difficult. The Titanic's going down. The deck chairs are starting to move around. And you're running around more and more frantic trying to figure out how to get the chairs to stay where you want them to stay. Yeah. I, I mean, let them, let them fucking go and go like – live the way you want to live and go be around the people that you want to be around and, and, and start to live soul out, find out what you want. Instead of trying to arrange life the way you think it has to be, go and enjoy life the way you, 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 you get to enjoy life and experience it. And, and, and it's cliche. There's so many cliches, but are you living the life that you have to live or the life that you get to? Yeah. Right? And, and that's survivorship versus leadership. Yeah. Right. I, me, I choose to not do anything that I don't want to do. That's leadership. And my, my whole goal with that is to show anybody that it, look, this isn't me. I'm, I'm not, I'm no more magical than you. We're, we're all equal. You just might not feel like it. Yeah. So true. Dude. Uh, thank you so much. I mean, we're, we're over an hour now, not that we have a time limit, but, um, I feel like sometimes when I'm listening to podcasts and I listen to these episodes back, it's kind of like, once you get to this point, it's kind of good to wind it down a little bit. But if you're open to it, I would love for you to come back. Um, I would love for you to start a podcast. I would listen to it every week. <laughs> I think um, it's in the works. The okay. Awa- the, awakened, okay. the Awakened Alpha Project podcast is, yes. is, is, uh, is something that I've already got conceived. And I'm, I have, look... You said everyone needs somebody in their life. I have coaches in my life, right? And we're working on how to get the message out and how to to impact the world. Because that's look. First of all, this podcast felt like it was like ten minutes. But 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 secondly, it's yeah. If I could leave you with one message, stop trying to earn a living and start trying to create impact. 
the impact will create your living for you. But when you impact the world and, and you, you, you look to be, when you start to feel a sense of significance in the world and start to express that significance in the world and create impact in your special way, the living comes easily and naturally, right? You just have to find that sweet spot inside of you and who you are, how you want to serve, who you want to serve, and what you want to create for them with them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love it, man. Thank you so much, dude. I, I love you, brother. I, I, I just, I, my life would not be the same if I didn't know you. Nor, nor mine. I'm, I was driving down here today thinking we've got to do more stuff together. Yeah. 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 Th- this is, I, I, I love the, the energy, the positivity, man. You're, you're, you're nothing but heart and soul. And, and, and dude, I love you like infinitely. And I'm so, I'm so happy and proud and, and in love with the fact that you're in my life. And, uh, it, you know, guys, if that makes me feel like, or, or seem like that I'm a, you know, I'm weak, uh, you have no idea what it's like to be me because it's pretty fucking magical when I get to hang out with guys like Wes Hoffman. It's pretty amazing. I love you, dude. Oh, dude, thank you so much.